Welcome to Balanced Black Girl. I am your host, Les, and I am honored to be sharing this space with you today. For today, it is just you and me. I'm coming at you with another solo episode. I have been incorporating a lot more of these into the show lately. I hope you are enjoying them. Actually, in 2020, I did not do very many solo episodes. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably did three, maybe four, definitely less than five solo episodes all year. And I was doing some reflecting on that. And I was really sitting with that and sitting with why that was. And I realized that 2020 for me was a year of hiding. That was when I went really deep on interviews for the podcast, which I mean, I love. I love interviewing people. Interviews are my favorite part. The conversations that I get to have with our guests are my favorite. But I was also looking at the other ways that I started hiding more. You know, a lot of the posts on the Instagram account over at Balanced Black Girl Podcast back in 2020, I was nowhere to be found. And 2020 was when I released the rebrand and the new podcast artwork that no longer had my photo on it. And I was thinking about all of these things and how they all happened within a specific year or container in time. And I realized how intentional, intentional, but also not intentional it was at the same time. A lot of that resulted from me hiding. I really, really wanted to hide because 2020 was a year of incredible growth for Balanced Black Girl. That was when the podcast really started to pick up. That was when it really started to take off. And I started getting really afraid. I got really afraid because I knew the bigger the audience gets, the more exposure you have. While there can be some goodness and blessings that come with that, there can also be, you know, some things that are not so good that come along with that and more criticism and more exposure to maybe people who didn't like me or people who didn't like my message. So I wanted to put as little of me into it for people to criticize as possible. That's still pretty hard to do because even in an interview, when I'm interviewing someone else, it's still my voice. I'm still driving the conversation But if people didn't like it, if people had something bad to say about the podcast or the platform or the work that I was doing, I didn't want it to feel personal. And honestly, it happened anyway. (laughs) I spent most of 2020 hiding, most of 2020 trying to remove myself from this platform for fear of not wanting to be criticized or fear of people not liking me. And I still got some of that. And that's okay, because not everybody is going to like anything that we do. And when you put yourself out there to create something and put it out in the world, people are all going to have their different opinions about it. And that's okay. It is okay if someone doesn't like the work. It is okay if that doesn't resonate. And You know, I got some reviews of the podcast that were a little disheartening, some where it was like, yeah, that's really constructive feedback. And I appreciate that. And then there were some where I was like, you know, that's not as constructive. It feels like maybe that's a little bit more personal in terms of how that person feels about me as they're listening. And that's okay. 
it is okay. They are entitled to their opinion. But then I also realized I'm doing a lot of work (laughs) and I'm not doing anybody a service by hiding that I have valuable things to share and by keeping them to myself or not putting them out there, there are people who are not benefiting from the things that I could share or from the experiences that maybe I'm having that they can relate to. So that is why you've probably started seeing and hearing a little bit more of me than you heard if you are just joining us in the past year, because I I had to learn how to kind of get over my fear. When I, when what I was afraid of still happened anyway, I realized that's not so bad (laughs) and I don't, I don't need to hide anymore. And so I'm still working on it, still working on continuing to put myself out there and not be as afraid of those things that happen because it is a part of life. And I hope that if this resonates with you, you still find value in it. And if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. And I hope that you find someone to listen to or something to listen to that does really, really resonate with you. And and that's what matters. So all that to say, it's just you and me in this solo today. And in a lot of older episodes, I used to have longer personal introductions and most of them would start with me being mind blown at how quickly time is going by. And I'm not going to go into that because I think we all feel it, but it does relate to today's episode topic. At the time that this podcast episode is coming out, it is May, 2021. We are halfway through the year and 2021 so far has been kind of a mixed bag. I think Everybody has a pretty unanimous feeling of 2020 wasn't the best, even though there maybe were some personal moments that people had that were really great. Like collectively, 2020 wasn't the best. And 2021 has just been all over the place. It's been a mixed bag. There's been some goodness. There's been some not goodness. It's just, I think we're all here experiencing it together. But it doesn't feel like it's happening to us as much as. 2020 did collectively. However, time is still flying and it's gotten me thinking a lot about goals and intention and getting older. I think we we feel individually when we're getting older, but it's also a trip when you look around and you realize how much around you is changing or if you have little ones in your life and you see how fast they're growing up. You see maybe the people in your life that are older starting to to get old. That's when things get really real. And I have been having those moments left and right lately of just realizing how quickly time moves and that it truly waits for none of us. And when I was thinking about how quickly time moved, it got me thinking about how I spend my time. And when I started to take a really hard look at how I spent my time, I was not happy with what I saw. And as I was reflecting on that, I just started thinking about discipline and I started thinking about how much I I felt like I lacked discipline for a very long time. 
And a goal for myself was to get back in touch with discipline in a way that feels authentic and freeing and abundant and juicy and good. Because when we think of the word discipline, it sounds really harsh. We feel like we're being disciplined, right? Maybe you think of childhood and you think of like a disciplinarian. But now as an adult, thinking of the word discipline, I'm trying to think of ways to take it back and redefine it for myself. So I created a post on Instagram, on my Instagram account. It was maybe like a month ago now, maybe a little over a month ago. I think it was at the very beginning of April, talking about entering my season of discipline and what that's going to look like and what that's going to feel like for me. And now a little over a month into it, absolutely not perfect, but it has really got me critically thinking about the ways I spend my time, the things that are within my control to move and the space that I occupy. And that post I think resonated for some people because I did see some folks sharing quotes from the post from the caption on Twitter, which was a good reminder of me. Because even though I was in the season of discipline, y'all, I'd be writing stuff and posting it and forgetting. Also, sometimes I forget about things that I say on the podcast and then people will post quotes or things from it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I I said that. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder. Because y'all, sometimes I'd be out here just saying stuff. And it just really made me want to come talk about discipline with you today. And the first thing I want to talk about is why discipline is so important and why I felt the need to create more discipline for myself. When I'm thinking about my childhood, I actually had quite a bit of discipline at a very young age. I was that kid who didn't really have to be told to do my homework or to do well in school or to focus at soccer or the things that I was doing, I never really had to be told to be disciplined or to work at something. From a young age, I just kind of did. Now with that also came me being very hard on myself at a very young age and going just all in on everything all the time. And what that resulted in was me kind of burning myself out by the time I was a teenager. And I can now pinpoint exactly when I lost my way when it comes to discipline. And that was at about 15. That was when I first became interested in the internet. Shout out to MySpace. I had my first MySpace account at 15. I was a sophomore in high school. And, you know, it was probably when my brain started to... (laughs) rot from internet usage. That was when I became more interested in being social. That was when I became just a lot more interested in boys. And and I didn't, you know, all of a sudden throw all responsibility out the window, but I do very much remember at that age, my ability to focus started to really shift. And ever since then, it has almost been a slow regression (laughs) in my ability to focus ever since I was about 15. So that's half my life at this point. You know, the first half of my life being very focused and very disciplined, even as a young person. And then about 15, 
realizing that I kind of lost my way with that and, and trying to get myself back on track. But why is discipline so important? Like, why do I care about discipline right now? Not from a place of punishment. Discipline for me is really important because I look at my life right now and I am in some ways really, really proud of where I'm at and the life that I've created and what I've accomplished and the ways that I have used the gifts that have been given. And there's also a part of me that knows that I'm not utilizing it to the best of its ability, that there are gifts I have been given, that there are things that I desire for myself that I'm not there yet. And it's not because I haven't necessarily had opportunity or it's not because it wasn't possible, but it's purely because I lacked the discipline to get to where I know I truly want to be. And I own that. And I can be super proud of how far I've come while also simultaneously holding myself accountable for the shortcomings that I've had in kind of tripping myself up to getting to where I want to be. And now being like fully grown, it's go time. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's never really time to play, but I feel like being in my thirties, that's when it's really time to go. And I don't mean that in a capitalistic hustle perspective. I mean that in a Now is the time to get the life that I want. There's no time like the present. I'm never going to be any younger. Like now is the time to truly live that life that is authentic to me. And if discipline is for a while is what's really going to help me get there and create that and create the strong foundation for having an incredible rest of my life, then let's go. Taking a quick pause from today's conversation about discipline to share a resource that has really helped me improve my discipline, and that's meditation. My favorite daily meditation app is Open, which I talk about all the time because it's really that good. Open is a digital mindfulness platform combining breathwork, meditation, and movement. I know meditation can feel really intimidating. I've had so many moments when I'm trying to meditate and I wonder, am I doing this right? Or I still have so many thoughts, I can't clear my head. But Open makes meditation and mindfulness so accessible and doable. The benefits of meditation are undeniable. Research has shown meditation can improve focus, relieve stress, and keep our brains healthy. So even if it's hard at first, it's so worth doing. And Open is the best app I've found for making meditation a daily habit. The guided meditations on the app are beautifully done. They have a diverse group of teachers who really bring the calm, and my daily meditations have really helped me stay centered. In addition to the meditation classes, I love the yoga classes, and I take yoga on Open several times a week. I recently completed my 200-hour yoga teacher training, so I'm pretty picky about the yoga that I like to do, but I love the instructors on Open, and they have beautiful at-home flows for all levels that have really helped my practice and have really helped me relieve stress. What I love most about Open is that you can invite guests to hop in and take classes with you so you can share the gift of mindfulness with your community. I would love to take a class with you. Open is giving Balanced Black Girl listeners 30 days free when you visit open-together.com slash balanced. 
That's 30 days of unlimited meditation, breath work, yoga, and Pilates. You do not want to miss out on this. Again, you can join me on Open by going to open-together.com balanced. See you in class. I think of discipline as a roadmap. I think of it as a GPS to the life that I want to live. The directions that I'm inputting right now, at least from this point in my life, are going to guide where I'm going in the future based off of the factors that are within my control. Now, we know there are a lot of factors that are not, but based off of the things that are within my control, it's the GPS. So where am I having that GPS take me? Am I having that GPS take me to my phone where I scroll endlessly every day? Or am I having that GPS take me to a life that is fulfilling now and in the future? And how can I get there? And at least for me, that answer is discipline. And I think it's important that we all define discipline for ourselves. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of us maybe have a challenging relationship with discipline because it feels like punishment. It feels like punishment from where we, when we're younger. But for me, discipline is all about how I spend my time. All about how I spend my time. I don't necessarily have control over all of my time, but of the time that I do have control over, how do I spend it? And the thing that I actually do have control over is my focus. So where am I giving that? Where am I giving my focus? Am I as conscious of my time and of my focus as I am with my money? And if not, how can I treat my time and my focus like I treat my money? I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I don't play when it comes to my money. I love me a budget. I love a spreadsheet. I love reviewing statements. I love to check a balance. <laughs> I don't, would not necessarily call myself a financial guru. However, when it comes to my finances, when it comes to my accounts, when it comes to who's on what and what's on second, I know where I'm at. That just, it's a habit that I have built that is very important to me and has served me well. So how can I treat my time and how can I treat my focus the same way? How can I check in with my time and my focus like it's a balance? And how can I make deposits if I realize I'm getting a little low or if I realize I'm overspending my time and my focus in areas that are not in alignment with where I want to go? How can I start cutting back? And, and building up that stash, right? Discipline, for me at least, is the answer to that. So as I look to really build discipline, it is a series of practices. It's a series of checking in with myself. It's small things each day. And I recently talked about small uh, daily habits that are making a difference in my well-being routine. And I can make sure we have that episode linked in the show notes for you. Because a lot of those habits are very similar to what I'm doing to build discipline. But it's about making sure that I'm really being the person that I want to be today. Right? Like that woman who I really want to be, even though her life ultimately looks a little bit different, right? She's in a different place in her life when I'm at my like, yes, peak, that's where I want to be. I'm not necessarily there yet, but am I making the decisions that that woman would make? And if I'm not, 
then what can I do to really sharpen myself to start making those types of decisions? And those are the practices. One of those big practices for me has been meditation. Meditation is something that I have done for a while, but I will be honest, y'all, I have had plenty of meditations. I would honestly say most of my meditations where I'm really phoning it in, or maybe I'm listening to a meditation and I'm there, but I'm not really there. I'm not really following along with what's happening. If it's a guided meditation, I'm really not getting out of it what it's designed to do. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes your mind needs to go where your mind is going to go. And also sometimes we need to guide it back so that we can truly get the most out of these practices. Like I talk about wellness all day long and I have all these habits. I do these things, but I realized I wasn't getting out of them what I was hoping to get out of them. And so getting more bang out of my buck with those practices really really practicing that focus during my meditation and really listening to the guided meditations that I was doing and really visualizing what it was that they wanted me to visualize has been immensely, immensely helpful. I also like writing little reminders to myself. So I have a daily planner which I use for planning my days, writing out to-do lists, and I will write little notes that remind me to focus or remind me to stay aligned. And each week I will switch them out. And I'm a little bit embarrassed to share what I'm about to share, but my reminder for this week is called Eight Hours. And it's called that because last week, the week before I recorded this, I got uh, my vaccine. I got my second vaccination and um, I was feeling pretty out of it for a bit afterwards. I was, you know, had some side effects. I was really tired, body aches. I mean, I kind of felt like I had the flu for for a day or two. And so basically during that time, I didn't really force myself to do a whole lot. I recovered. And in that recovery, I essentially laid on the couch and scrolled on my phone for like two days until I felt better. (laughs) So, and I was also down for the count. I had, you know, the side effects from that happening. I did not schedule it well because it also timed with my period starting. So I had really bad cramps. I was just very sluggish. So I spent a lot more time on my phone than I would normally. And I also spent a decent amount of time on my phone. So by the time my weekly screen time report came in this past Sunday from Miss Siri or Apple or whomever, I was shocked to see that my screen time was like eight hours, which is a lot. Like that's not normal for me. And I had been doing so good at actually getting my screen time way lower, but just those kind of two days lounging around on the couch, kind of physically unable to do a whole lot else. I spent a lot of it on my phone. I could have spent it on a book. I could have spent it other ways, but that was how I spent it. So that drove it way up. And by Sunday, I was feeling better and I was, you know, writing out in my planner for the week and I was thinking about what my focus statement was going to be when I got that notification that I'd spent that much time on my phone. Please don't judge me. Told you sacred information. But I really thought about eight hours and I was like, I spent eight hours doing what? 
what would happen if I spent eight hours aligned with focus? What would eight hours aligned with focus look like? So that is the note or the intention that I've written for myself each day in my planner. I write eight hours and it is a reminder of what would eight hours of focus be. Now, I cannot sit in one spot and focus on any one thing for eight hours. I don't know if anybody can. I'm not saying that I or anyone else should just sit in one spot and just, you know, work and only focus for that amount of time because our brains don't work that way. What I'm saying is the energy. Where am I spending that energy? Right? If each time I went to pick up my phone and scroll on something, what if I put that energy towards that focus or towards something that's going to help me build discipline, then where would I be? How would my life be different? Right? I don't know. I I don't really have the answer to that, but it's more of asking myself the question of what if? And so now I'm trying to find out (laughs) if I think of these things as little deposits of focus, right? I think of you know, 10 minutes of focus here, 20 minutes of focus there, the same way I think of $10 here, $20 there deposited into savings that can make a big difference. 10 minutes of focus here and 20 minutes of focus there. Each time I kind of skip grabbing my phone if I'm not using it with intention. Those deposits can probably add up to a big difference too. So that's what I think of when I think of defining discipline for myself. However, for you, that could be totally different. You could have an entirely different perspective, an entirely different view. In fact, I hope you do because your practices and where you want to go, where you want your GPS to tell you to go is different. But I'm just sharing this with you to hopefully inspire you to start thinking about it and get the wheels turning. I also want to talk a little bit about the difference between discipline and punishment, right? Especially for kids. It's natural to want to rebel a little bit. It's natural to want to push authority. And I don't think that that tendency ever leaves us. But where it gets awkward (laughs) is when we're an adult and we are both the authority and the rebel. And we all do it. We all have that within us. When it comes to anything that could be related to work, that could be related to your wellness routine. That could be something as simple as like, you know, you went to the grocery store and you have a fridge full of fresh groceries and you order out because that is just what you feel like doing. Again, no judgment because I do it too. But all of these things are examples of when we are both the uh, kind of disciplinarian and the rebel at the same time right? It was different when we were little and it was kind of outside of ourselves. Rebelling to something outside of ourselves, it kind of feels good to rebel against authority. You know, if you're a kid, you're an underdog, it's like, yeah, it feels kind of good. Like show them, they can't tell me what to do. I mean, you know, they kind of could if your adult figures were like mine, but, um, you know, I digress. (laughs) But now as adults, we're out here rebelling against ourselves, right? When I do that, when I have that moment where I don't follow through with my discipline, I'm not being punished. I'm rebelling against my own goals. I'm rebelling against that better version of myself or that best version of myself. 
that I want to be. I'm, I'm just, I'm rebelling against her. And when I started thinking of it that way, it really, really reframed how I viewed discipline and punishment. And when I saw discipline as what's going to help propel me towards that version of myself, I didn't want to rebel. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I want to join you. I don't want to rebel against you because I know, I know what rebelling gets me. It gets me right where I've been and I've been there and I'm, I want something different now. So if you struggle with seeing discipline as punishment, um, maybe that could be a reframe that is helpful for you. Okay. So I want to talk about some ways to create discipline, ways that I'm creating discipline for myself and what some of those small things are looking like. And for me, it's the big one. I've talked about it before and I'm going to talk about it again because it is very important to me right now. That is bedtime. Going to bed at a decent hour. Oh, I did not do that for years. And not only, you know, am I starting to see the physical effects of my body paying for it, but also the mental effects of just my ability to withhold information. I'm like, yo, I'm too young to not be recalling some of the things that I'm recalling. I know I have a full life, but like, I'm smart enough to do this. We all are. But not if we're not getting our rest, not if we're not getting our sleep, not if we're not feeding our brains and our bodies with that rest that we need. So for me, the biggest act of discipline that I've really held myself to has been my bedtime. It has been going to bed earlier. And I wouldn't say that I've been perfect at it, but I'm probably the most rested over this past month that I've been really working towards it than I've been my entire adult life. And that is wild to think about. Truly just putting myself to bed, putting myself to bed and, and seeing the difference there has been a huge way that I've been creating more discipline for myself. Another way that I've been creating more discipline for myself is not having everything live in my head. So for a very long time, pretty much any work from me, be it this platform, be it my day job, be it the blog I had before, it all lived in my head. Like content calendar, I don't know her. I know to do one. I know. I know that that's the best practice. I know. Still didn't do it. <laughs> Created many of them. Did I open them? Did I use them? Did I look at them? Did I write things down? Did I plan things ahead? No. Just out here going off of memories and vibes. That's not discipline. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I call a single point of failure. And I had some experiences recently where I, I created single points of failure. I created failure for myself and had people depending on me and let them down because I was relying on my memory to get me through everything. And so another way that I've been creating more discipline for myself, in addition to going to bed and getting rest, has been really writing things down documenting, actually writing down my goals, breaking things down into steps, 
actually referencing those to-do lists that I write. Because, y'all, I will write a list till the cows come home. I've been writing lists this whole time. Do I look at the list and (laughs) reference the list? No, I write it down and then I think it lives in my head and then I forget half of it. And, you know, here we are. So by actually having the discipline to use the tools that I've been giving myself, I'm hoping that as I continue doing it, it will continue to make a really big difference. So those are some of the ways that I have been creating more discipline for myself, truly going to bed earlier and writing things down and actually referencing them. That's it. Right now, I don't have some big grand plan to transform myself into an entirely different person. It is truly those two things, and it's two things to help myself. So as you look for ways to create more discipline for yourself, a question to ask yourself is what do I need help with and how can I give myself this help, right? On this platform, we do talk a lot about support and we talk about asking for help. And yes, asking for help is fantastic. You can't do it all alone. Nobody can. And it's also important to acknowledge the ways that we sabotage ourselves and prevent ourselves from receiving any sort of help because those, those basic things that we could do to help ourselves, we're not doing, right? I know I've done it. And if you have done it too, then really asking yourself, how can I help me? What can I do to make my own life easier right now, right? What can I do to make my own life more focused right now? What can I do to actually start moving towards where I want to be from right where I am that doesn't require me to do anything too out there? It doesn't require money. It doesn't require any resource. Like, what can I do from where I am? How can I stop sabotaging myself from right where I am? And when you ask yourself that question, really reflect on what the answer is. And I bet you can think of some really simple things that can make a big difference. You can borrow mine. Try going to bed earlier if you can and see how that works. Just see. But really reflect on that and ask yourself those questions. Reflect on and be really honest with yourself about the ways you're getting in your own way because we all do it. And when we start to get out of our own way and we can create some really necessary and beautiful structure that allows us to be really creative, being creative within that structure, that is when we can create discipline that makes a big difference, right? Okay, I'm going to start winding down here because I don't like to go on for too long (laughs) on these solo episodes. So I want to finish up today with some affirmations for discipline. Uh, You can repeat these to yourself. You can put them on post-its. You can write them in your journal and free flow writing with whatever comes up for you for these affirmations. These are just some affirmations that I've been repeating to myself to help me stay on track with this discipline journey. And I want to share them with you. So I just have four really simple affirmations. The first is I find peace through discipline. I find peace through discipline. The second affirmation, and this is, this is going to sound like it, these two things don't go together, but I promise they do. And that is 
Discipline sets me free. Discipline sets me free. Our next affirmation is I create ease through discipline. I create ease through discipline. And the last affirmation. Opportunity finds me through discipline. Opportunity finds me through discipline. We'll also make sure that we have those affirmations in the show notes so that they are easy to reference for you. If you just want to like copy paste, put them in your notes app. If you want to tweet them, post them on IG, do it. I love to see it. I love when y'all post things that you hear in episodes because it just lets me know that it is truly helpful for you. Those affirmations are very, very important for helping us reframe our mindset related to discipline, right? Because we do find peace through discipline. Discipline does set us free. We can create ease through discipline. Opportunity does find us when we're disciplined. Those things are true. And the more we can continue repeating and affirming, the more we see them take shape in our life. So that is it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning into this solo episode about discipline. I cannot wait to hear from you. What's your journey and your relationship with discipline like? Did this resonate for you? Do you have any affirmations related to discipline that you would like to share? If so, you can head to our latest Instagram post at Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Let us know what your affirmations for discipline are. Let's keep each other accountable. Let's continue supporting one another through this season of peace, of ease, of freedom, of opportunity through discipline. So until next week, thank you so much for joining me. This is Les. I so appreciate you tuning in to Balanced Black Girl Podcast. You are incredible. I appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to listen because this podcast would not be where it is without you. So thank you. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com. 